Season 3, Episode 211 of Brody Sports Talk. Today we get into it. The thing that everyone waits for around this time of year from Brody Brody Talk. You know, of course, we have the Super Bowl, you have the NBA Finals, the World Series. But no, the big market of the year is the Brody 50. Last year was Brody 100. We've trimmed that down to the Brody 50 this year to give you a concise and the best listing of the NFL players that are going to play in the 2022-2023 NFL season. My name is Derek Rusnick. I am your humble host. And on the other side is my other humble host, Caleb. Caleb, how you doing? Are you excited about starting off the Brody 50? Brody number? Wait, wait, wait. That's not what you actually meant, right? No. You're not right. Okay. Yeah, I'm very excited to dive into this top 50 list. It was very intriguing is the word I'm going to say as far as putting it together. Uh, Derek and I submitted our rankings and to make sure that we didn't necessarily go head to head on every player and be like, why didn't you rank this guy higher? Why didn't you rank that guy higher? I acquired some additional assistance in the rankings. Uh, I had some different people who've been guests on the podcast from time to time, like my brother Luke, Ryan, uh, Zach from Clutch Crew Sports, and another person that is fairly new to me and Noah helping me put together the rankings. Of course, these are players from all positions, all sorts of teams, and it's just exciting. It's a very complicated thing to do. So anytime you challenge what our rankings are, go try to put together a top 50 list of your of players in the NFL yourself. You will find that it is not fun. Uh, it, it is fun to talk through them. It is not necessarily fun to do the rankings. Uh, maybe a little fun. I'm a little nerdy, so I don't mind doing it. But uh, Derek, would you say it's particularly challenging or... It was super challenging. I, I will say, and I apologize to our special teamers out there. I do not see a punter or a kicker on our Brody 50. Um, and so I f- punters are, are players too, and, and I apologize. But uh, yeah, I, I it's a lot harder Like once you get past 15 to 20. Um, on, okay, who's actually 25, who's actually 31, stuff like that. So I, I found it kind of kind of difficult. But I would like to jump in with both feet. Uh, I am going to, to start off with player number 50 on our list, and that is the center for the Kansas City Chiefs, um, someone who probably should be ranked higher, um, and I didn't help out with that very much. And that's going to be Creed Humphrey. Um, he, I, I had him at number 47 on the list and for me, of course, I'm the offensive line guy. I think offensive linemen should be much higher up the list. Um, if you do not believe that offensive linemen, um, should be higher and are some of the best people in the NFL, go watch some USFL games on the weekends. Um, the, the defense runs Rockshaw through through the offensive line. The blocking for run for rushing is not great in that league. So 
go grab some some footage of USFL. Go grab some last year's NFL footage, and I'll tell you that even the Detroit Lions look like they have a better offensive line than the USFL team. That all being said, I, I have jumped off on a on a O line tangent, offsides. Um, but so Creed Humphrey is the best center in the league right now, and he has only been doing it for a couple of years now. He came out of the University of Oklahoma. Uh, I say that because we're an Oklahoma-based podcast, and I talked a whole bunch in yesterday's episode about OU softball. I'm not going to go into it today. You could tell I was really passionate yesterday about it. But um, So I think that Creed Humphrey is going to be around for another 8, 10, 15 years in the league. I mean, linemen don't last that long. I know Joe Thomas, which is one of the best – um, out there, and we'll talk about a uh, another great offensive lineman later on, just a few minutes um, from the Browns. But um, I'm excited to see what this offense molds into um, with Patrick Mahomes and with the changes at the wide receiver position for for the Chiefs. So uh, number 50, Creed Humphrey, uh, Caleb, what do you got? To whom it may concern. I put the list together. I consider it my sacrifice. Some people might call it my own prison. But I was here with arms wide open using my one last breath to make sure that I put Creed Humphreys higher than any of the rest of the people that submitted entries on this list. Uh, Creed Humphreys definitely deserves to be a high player on this list, you know, He's just overcome so many different things. And I know he's a young player, but that pass protection and how they completely undid the blueprint for the Kansas City Chiefs offense this past year, it was it was a thing of beauty. Uh, Derek, I, I can tell that you are taken aback over there. Anything that you want to say about my uh, random off the wall comments with Creed Humphrey. <laughs> I am just human clay. Um, and it, 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 with this, say with this Brody 50, um, let's, let's go ahead and move on. Let's, uh, let's talk about another player. Caleb, who do you got for 49? So at Brody number 49, I have Dalvin cook, Dalvin cook, the running back for the Minnesota Vikings. He's somewhat of an enigma for me from time to time. I always think that he is, by and large, the best running back in the NFC North. I'm curious because we are trying to look ahead to the 2022 season. Could Dalvin Cook have some sort of a breakaway type season similar to, let's just say, Todd Gurley when the offense was brought over by Sean McVay? with um mcdaniels is it mcdaniel i'm probably no, kevin connell o'connell i was like i was like i'm missing this last name i was like pat o'connell but i was i was like his name isn't pat uh i was thank you derek kevin o'connell bringing the ram style offense to minnesota gives dalvin cook a great opportunity to shine as he should be featured 
frequently, but not necessarily featured the same way. It's not like the Mike Zimmer offense where you have two tight ends and they pretty much know you're going to run all the time. They're going to try to pass more with Kirk Cousins than you might think and get people open to people like Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson and maybe run a little bit more 11 personnel and get people out of the box and make Dalvin Cook a more dangerous runner because he is less of the only weapon that they see. What do you think about that, Derek? Do you think that that's possible? I mean, I think having Cook on the list feels good. Uh, Not a ton of running backs on our list this year, but that's pretty normal for us. Yeah, so for for Delvin Cook, I, I definitely think that he deserves to be where he's at on the list. I didn't have him ranked, but he was probably going to be in my mid-50s, uh, 56, 57, probably just uh, just looking back over it. Good player. I want to kind of look to see what the running back position is going to turn into over the next couple of years. So I don't know if running backs are going to get big paydays like they used to. Um, a lot of times you can find value in the running back position in in rookies and on the rookie deals. Um, and with as quickly as running backs break down, I don't know if that is going to be a position that you're going to invest money in in the future. Um, so I think that we've seen good things come out of that type of offense with Sean McVay, Kevin O'Connell, uh, Zach Robinson, and I think that um, I, I can't wait to see what happens with Kirk Cousins, with Adam Steelen. I mean, all the guys that you mentioned earlier with a, a better offensive mind. The defense will probably take a step back, but uh, I think the offense will definitely take a step forward. And I, I look forward to uh, the Vikings winning all their games except for two, I guess, a certain green team. Represent. I'm Represent. Uh, so let's move on from uh, a Cook to a Cameron. And number 48, Brody, number 48. We'll try to do the, the Caleb voice because I don't think I'm cool. Uh, that's going to be Cameron Hayward, the D-tackle out of Pittsburgh, the Steelers. Um, this year with a brand-new quarterback, um, whomever it turns out to be, Kenny Pickett, Mitchell Trubisky, Baker Mayfield, Mason Rudolph, um, they're going to have to rely on running the ball and defense. Well, the good thing is the Steelers are really good at off uh, at uh, defensive players. Cameron Hayward is going into his 12th season, and he is a staple of that very formidable, I'm going to call it the Steel Curtain. you got T.J. Watt there. You've got Cameron Hayward. You're going to make quarterbacks very upset, get the ball out quickly, Run game is probably not going to be uh, well established um, for the opponents. And so looking forward to what Cameron Hayward does this year, taking that next step, uh, maybe passing the baton on to uh, to someone else, but really having still having that that high motor that uh, gets you onto the Brody 50. Caleb, what are your thoughts on Cam Hayward? I mean, just another great year last year for a player that I think some people are thinking is getting a little bit past his age. He had 10 sacks and nine pass deflections. Uh, Pass deflections are not always that easy for defensive linemen. And let's face it, he's getting 10 sacks when it's tough to get to the quarterback before a player that's going to be higher on this list for the Steelers defense 
the man coming around the edge who you might think of when you're thinking of light bulbs. No, just a little hint there. You know, I don't want to give everything away, but, uh, you know, Cameron Hayward is just not quite as fast as uh, that light bulb player. Oh, my goodness. All the jokes on this episode. I don't know. I, listeners, please. At Brody Talk is our Twitter handle. Please tell Caleb to stop with the early 2000s band Creed references and the bad jokes. I mean, he is a dad and he has all the best dad jokes, but someone save me. I've been saving him up for several weeks. So this is true. <laughs> it's my fault that he has bad, bad dad jokes. Let's go ahead and move on to our next. Uh, we're not going to go that far. In, we're going in division. Yeah, at Brody number 47 is Joel Batonio, the left guard of the Cleveland Browns. He is a four-time pro bowler, one-time all-pro out of the University of Nevada. Now, his running back is not on this list, but I feel like in general, Batonio is somewhat taking his place. He's a fantastic blocker, everything that you need in Kevin Stefanski. Here's another Kevin head coach that I got to get right. Kevin mm-hmm. Stefanski system. You know, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, Dearness Johnson, everyone that they put behind him last year, he was still just pushing people out of the way. And let's face it, he's going head-to-head with our, uh, Cameron Hayward half the time. So to have them here in the in- middle of the defensive line and offensive line is kind of a fun matchup, a little bit of a AFC North preview here in late May. I think that Batonio is fantastic. May not be the best guard in the league. Well, I'll just say not the best guard in the league, but deserves to be up there. Always has been solid. And I'm excited to see how he does moving forward. Um, Derek, anything you want to add about Joel Batonio? Yes. Well, I want to to, clearly the best guard in the league is Quinn Miners from the Broncos, but that's a different story. Uh, now, Joel Petonio is a great player. Um, he is going into his ninth season, and six of his eight seasons that he has completed, he has started every game, and he is coming off his first all-pro uh, season. He has spent all nine years in Cleveland, which means he has the patience of a saint. Actually, no, the Saints had a longer losing streak, so patience of a, yeah, uh, just of, of a brown. Uh, so I love offensive linemen. We should have more of them, um, on there because like I said, if you don't have good ones, you can definitely tell. So, um, I had Joel at 33. So some people drug, drug him down to 47. Um, but I want, I want to move on to an interesting pick on here. Brody number 46. And that's going to be Xavier Howard, the cornerback out of the Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins have have had a very interesting offseason and um, on the offensive side of the ball. But that defense is still there. And, you know, they've had a lot of uh, press release type of stories um, on from a former defensive coach. Um, so but I did not have Xavier ranked um on our list we had was it three or four non-ranked for for Xavier 
and he got moved to 46 because one of our people put him at 15. So it it took me, I, I had to go find out why someone put him at, at 15. Um, why someone, you know, a top 20 pick, that's, there's a lot of great players out there. This is Xavier's seventh season. Um, he went to the Pro Bowl last year and had five interceptions. A really great season for for someone. And, you know, we'll see what happens this year with, you know, getting the coveted award of the Brody 50. So, uh, Caleb, do you have any thoughts on the Dolphin, uh, eek, 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 or Xavier Howard, if you want to speak English? Uh, I will refrain from speaking Dolphin or whale, or anything else that might bring more dad jokes out at this moment. Um, as far as Xavier Howard, I mean, let's face it, he has had, out of the last four years, five interceptions in three out of those four or more. Uh, of course, the big 10 interception season in 2020, I think, put him as a spotlight on everyone's list. I, I can say that I had him unranked, but I don't think that he's not deserving. It's very difficult to come up with the list, and sometimes you just are valuing other positions more, but I do see in today's NFL where cornerbacks are just becoming more and more important as wide receivers are getting their paydays, cornerbacks are going to get their paydays too, y'all. So Xavier Howard might be here at 46, but he's going to be facing Stefan Diggs twice a year. Someone from the Jets twice a year. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, let's face it, New England doesn't really use wide receivers. So uh, that's uh, that's where I'm like puzzled because I'm like, I think he's great. I just don't know how important his success is to the team's success. I think their team success might hinge on a few other players this year. Let's go ahead and move over to Brody number 45. Brody number 45. Yeah, I did that double take for whatever reason. And that is Christian McCaffrey. I get to introduce another running back here. Of course, he is with the Carolina Panthers. Fantastic first three seasons in the league, ending with that 2019 season that was tough to forget, where he had 1,300 rushing yards, over a thousand receiving yards, and 19 touchdowns. Unfortunately, if you look at the last two seasons, he has combined for six in 2020 for touchdowns and two in 2021. He has missed a lot of games due to injury. The Panthers haven't been good, despite what Cam Newton might tell you about that. And it's a struggle. We know that he has the talent. We know that he has the ability. But how many games is Carolina really going to win in the NFC South this year? Is, are the Panthers even at least better than the Falcons? No. I don't, I don't know. No. So I think that it's going to be interesting. I, I like having him here because I think that his talent – has him as a top 50 player. I am curious to see if his production and health lands him as a top 50 player at the end of the year. Because based off of the last couple of years, 
I don't know that I could say he is. Uh, what's your take on Christian McCaffrey, Derek? So I had him ranked at 37 on my list. Um, Christian McCaffrey is a single-digit player. He should be top nine in the league every single year. He has that talent. He has the playability. It's just amazing to watch him play. The reason why he is barely in our top 50 is because he cannot stay healthy. Um, It is a, a fun thing to do in the draft each year to watch the the top five or six picks because Tristan McCaffrey goes really high every year. He's got the the skills, he's going to have the stats, all that kind of stuff. And then over the last couple of years, week four, week five rolls around and he's hurt out the rest of the season or not playing um, for very long. He, he, is, he is going to go into the history books as a what-if player. What if he was healthy? What if the Panthers actually had an offense that wasn't just Christian McCaffrey where he could take plays off, where he wouldn't sacrifice his body for everything that the Panthers needed him to do? So I love Christian McCaffrey. I loved him coming out of Stanford um, and what he did and his first few seasons. But... If uh, if he is not healthy this year, he will easily fall out of the the Brody 50, which is a big blow to any football player. Absolutely. Uh, let's let's go to a, a player that I know you don't really want to talk about. Yeah. So from one Derek, I'm going to introduce another Derek and number 45 on the Brody 44 on the Brody. 50. It is Derek Carr. Um, I totally messed up my my deep voice introduction. I apologize. We'll have to fix it in post. Um, so Derek Carr, Las Vegas Raiders quarterback. This is our lowest rated quarterback that we have on our list. Um, I did not rank him because he's a Raider and I can't rank Raiders. I, I think they are stinky and poopy headed. But uh, Derek Carr hasn't done anything wrong in his his career. He has fought the good fought fought the good fight, uh, played with coaches, played with teammates that are getting arrested, and he just goes out there and and plays um, with a at least one new offensive weapon with a new coaching staff. Um, I think he's going to have, have a horrible year and lose every game. That's just me. I think they're going to have the number one overall pick next year and pick a new quarterback. But uh, no, no, I, I kid because I'm a Broncos fan. I have to root against the Raiders. Um, Derek Carr is a great quarterback. Um, he is a consistent force out there and and very sneaky with his stats. Um, when you need a game one, generally he's the guy you can go out there and get it done. So uh I'll give it up for for Derek Carr. Um, He has been consistent. So, Caleb, talk about uh, the the car, the vroom vroom, uh, however you want to put it. So I think it's going to be interesting, and maybe this is a little bit of believing that Josh McDaniels can make some good things out of quarterbacks. I also look at the team and go, 
when you're throwing to Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, and Darren Waller, if you can't get the job done, you're not going to be there uh, much longer because True. that is a star-studded offense that they have going on in Vegas. I think Carr is good. He hasn't been great. But I also look at what happened with that team last year and all the chaos and go, Carr has been consistent. I don't think that Carr is bad. And I think that when you add a Devontae Adams to that, that it does raise his potential level this coming season. So while it is debatable, and you know that I tend to rate quarterbacks a little bit high, I do think that he's going to have an impact on whether they make the playoffs or whether they potentially stumble and fall. Good point. Let's go ahead and keep it moving with Brody number 43. And that is Leonard Williams, the defensive end slash defensive tackle of the New York football giants. Of all the things that could have been talked about for the Giants last year, there was not a lot of good ones. Leonard Williams was probably one of the few exceptions to that rule. Joe Judge just really did horrible. And they didn't have much of a secondary, but it's not like he just stopped trying. He went out, had six and a half sacks. He's had a double-digit sack season from the interior I think that we're going to see that defense stay invigorated. We've got Brian Dable coming in as the new head coach. They should do something better on offense, which is not asking for a whole bunch. And so Leonard Williams potentially will hit the field a little bit more refreshed and be able to continue to do his thing. I feel like somewhat like we could say for many players that have been included in this section of the list, Eric, great athletes, just not always the best team situation for them the past few years. Leonard Williams definitely resembles that remark. Uh, anything that you want to add about uh, the big cat, Leonard Williams? Yeah, so I think we've all been in a school or on a sports team where you have a bunch of dudes and then you have who is clearly the best player on the team. Um, you know, whether you're playing basketball and you've got a, a six, five guy, um, six, six guy that just handles the ball. Well, whether you're playing football and you've got this guy with a, a great 40 just runs the ball everywhere. Um, that's who Leonard William is. He is a bright spot on a bad team. Um, hopefully they get better. I mean, we've seen that the Giants can win Super Bowls with Eli Manning. Like you said, new coach coming in. You've got to have that new coach bounce on the offense where, um, hey, they're doing they're doing better or this is, this is a, a fun offensive system. Leonard Williams is still going to be there on the defense and – if they do anything to help him at all, you know, secondary or something like that, he could definitely have more of a breakout season this next year. 
So uh, let's move on to number 42 on the Brody 50. Uh, and that's going to be our first Packer on the list. Um, this is because we're at 42, we're a little too high for their quarterback. Um, and they no longer have a receiver. So um, definitely not going to be one of those two. But let's go ahead and go to the offensive, the offensive, the outside linebacker, the O in in o- OBL is outside linebacker, not offensive linebacker. Kids at home, go ahead and take notes. I'm teaching you something. Uh, read your notes beforehand. Uh, Rashawn Gary, the outside linebacker out of Green Bay. This is his fourth season, so he's relatively young. Um, last year he had nine and a half sacks and was a standout on an underrated defensive uh, team. I mean, A-Rod gets a lot of the accolades for the Packers. Uh, LaFleur, you know, as a coach, gets a lot of accolades. But the defense won them a lot of games last year when it came down to closing things out. I did not have Rashawn Gary ranked, but he would definitely be in the top uh, top 70 probably. Um, he's just outside on my list. Um, other uh, other people um, would be an honorable mention for him. So, you know, I've talked enough about the Packers. We have a Packer fan on this podcast, and I'm going to go ahead and give it over to him so that uh, we can hear all about how awesome Rashawn Gary is. Absolutely. I am really pleased with where we're coming into the year with Rashawn Gary. He is a young guy, but I feel like we started to see that breakout last year, nine and a half sacks, 28 quarterback hits. And what we're going to see is that he's good. He's entering that prime 25, 26, 27. We already have seen the capability. Now it's just getting there more frequently. Jer Alexander's back in the secondary. Zadarius Smith's not going to be taking any of those snaps because he's on the Vikings. I think that Rashawn Gary is really poised to have a breakout season in 2022. Is this a little bit of betting on expectation? Yes, but that's what we're talking about. We're looking ahead to the 2022 season. There's got to be a little bit of risks involved with some of the different players there. Um. Derek, should we go to the, the last player of the day? Let's do it, because we have so many interesting topics to talk about for this guy. Brody number 41 is the Dallas Cowboys quarterback, Dak Prescott. Where do you start talking about Dak? Um, it's really an interesting discussion. Last year, had a career high in passing touchdowns with 37 only 10 interceptions coming off of his big injury the year before when he just went down in that game in Seattle with that gruesome, is it leg injury, foot injury? I can't remember if it was his knee or his foot. Uh, as the the NHL likes to put out their lower body. Okay, we'll go with it. But Dak Prescott is intriguing. 
I don't think that I can sit here and say, oh, absolutely, definitely should be a top 50 player. But I also can't sit here and say, not a chance. I know I was one of the few people among us that did rank him. I think that he's going to be decent. And I think that it's also a Amari Cooper is gone. You're getting a little bit more help on the O-line with Tyler Smith because he got sacked a lot more last year than he did the prior couple of years. I want to see how Dak looks. You know, if he has a little bit more time, can he get some of those passes to C.D. Lamb and some of the players who I feel like he had a little bit better chemistry with than Dak? Um, plus, you know, Jerry Jones is always going to make sure that Zeke and Pollard and all of those players are in the backfield with him. If nothing else, Dak is a potential game manager in the spot of one of the best offenses in the league. And that's not a bad spot to be. Um, so he's definitely going to have a huge impact on the upcoming season. The question is, how big can those numbers go? And I think that they could go fairly high, especially when I don't really trust the commanders or the Giants to turn it around that much this year. Derek, uh, where am I right? Where am I wrong? Uh, what do you want to tell me about Dak? Okay, so you are right on all of your points. You you are very smart and very articulate in what you have to say. Um, I did not have Dak Prescott ranked because I'll give our listeners a little bit of, of background. I went through and I kind of ranked the top five at every position. Um, I waited some of the the positions that I like more. Um, I think that offensive linemen, defensive linemen um, should definitely get ranked. Um, and the wide receivers um, in the NFL kind of go 10 deep. Um, so my quarterback list had to be a very, not a very thin list, but a list that was only for those that showed me something last year that they have taken the next step. Deck is probably my 53rd, 54th uh, player on the list, just outside of where I'd put him on the Brody 50. But when, as you're the next few weeks, as we're looking through, when we roll across quarterbacks, I think our listeners will understand that is, or, you know, is Tom Brady better than Dak Prescott? Is Patrick Mahomes better than, than Dak Prescott? You, my list it's very top heavy when it comes to quarterbacks and there was not enough room for a Dak Prescott when he was, you know, probably sixth or seventh on my quarterback list. And there's other, other positions that needed some love. So not saying he's a bad player. He definitely showed out last year. Um, still has Kellen Moore as his offensive coordinator, which is important. Uh, Dan Quinn is still there as the defensive coordinator for the other side. So he doesn't, um, he'll get the ball back and get more chances. So after this year, my opinion of Dak could change. Lord knows I'm going to watch a, a couple of dozen um, Dallas Cowboy games because we live in Oklahoma and that's all we seem to get on our, uh, on our station, get to watch the, the Cowboys every week. So I'll probably be able to watch them, but it's not an indictment that Dak is not good. It's an indictment that there are 40 other players that are better than him in the NFL. 
I completely agree with you there. Yeah. So that being said, we appreciate um, you listening to our first of what four more as first of five uh, topics about the, uh, the Brody 50. And if you like this episode, go ahead and let us know about um, where we made a mistake. Who would you want to be in that 50 through 41 uh, at our Twitter at Brody talk. We like to, uh, to tweet and retweet things because um, you were probably smarter than us because you're a listener of us, which means you're smarter than us because we're just a couple of knuckleheads that likes to talk into microphones. Um, if you uh, go to our link tree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Brody Talk, that's where all of our links are. You can follow me. You can follow Caleb. You can follow the show, and we would really appreciate it. Um, so on behalf of... My co-host, Caleb, the best co-host in the world. My name is Derek. Do me a favor and have a wonderful day. Bye, y'all.